thank the praise team for getting us in the presence of the Lord. Sometimes we need God to take us back. When we first was excited, when we first fell in love with the Lord, because sometimes we lose the excitement. Hallelujah. And I believe you ought to be more excited now than when you first begun. Hallelujah. We are on the 24th Sermon, the assurance of God's presence taken out of the 27th Psalm. And we are looking at verse 13 of 14, emphasis of 14. We are reading out of the Amplified Bible and it reads as such in our, in our reading. It says, I, I would have lost heart on reading the King James. The Amplified said, I, I would have despaired. I would have given up. I would have thrown in the towel. If, if, if I had not believed that I would see, watch this, the goodness <laughs> of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm not waiting till heaven. I believe that God has some good things in store for me down here right now. I may not see it yet. I may not know it yet. But I got some promises on the table. Is there anybody got some promises on the table? <laughs> now here comes the hard part. He says, wait for and be confident and expect the Lord. Be brave and be of good courage. Your heart... <laughs> Be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Hallelujah. Give God some praise. My thought today is water you, your seed to be released. Water it. And then, and then if just, just, just a, as a teaser, provoking God with your waiting faith. Provoking God. Father, even now, move Tracy out the way and speak to us, your people. Lord, show us what you are saying. Speak to the innermost part of our being. Cut through our emotions. Cut through what we see. Cut through what we feel. And let us see you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Anybody who had the weight on God's promises, know that waiting is hard. Most of our failure in our faith is found in the waiting. 
<laughs> you know, because many times God would tell you something and we want it right now. But, 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 but if God gave everything right now, that don't require no faith. And the one thing that God wants us to grow above everything else is our faith. Your character grows because of your faith. Without faith, you don't have love. Without faith, you have nothing. And, and though you may do be doing the work, it don't count for nothing. Luke, the Gospel of Luke tells us that there's people that will stand at judgment and say, Lord, I cast out demons. Lord, I heal the sick in your name. And he says, depart from me. I never knew you. You wasn't mine. The Lord never denies the work that they did. But they never have faith. God, God is trying to mold us and sharpen us because he has planted us. Whether you know it or not, you are the planting of the Lord in the place that you are planted. Now some of us got a difficult time with that because you don't like where you are. <coughs> Have you ever been someplace where you didn't like where you are? And you are accusing God with child abuse <laughs> because you don't like where you are. Matter of fact, let me just get real, real with us. Sometimes we are where we are because of our choice. And we blame God for what we did. Wait a minute, wait a minute. God had a big red flag. God was blowing the whistle. <laughs> and we act like we knew what we was doing regardless of what God was saying. And when we got tied up, wrapped up, tangled up, and now we crying. Lord, why are you doing this to me? No, 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 no. We want God to bless our doings. And God is blessing his doings. God is not our servant. We're his. And even when you are right on core being submitted to him, your, your journey will run you into trouble. God will, will put promise in front of you, but the promise is going to cost you something. <laughs> can, 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 I, can I go just a little bit deeper? The greater the promise, the harder the trial. The greater God's gonna, gonna use you, the greater the test. Somebody asked me why. God is preparing you to get to where he's taking you. 
And unless he builds our inward character to be like his character, he can't trust us with his glory. Until he, 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 he put us in the fire and put us in the waiting. And what's so, what's so odd about it, God will put you there and not say nothing. He won't explain himself. Matter of fact, he will make you question whether you are in his will or not because it don't feel like his will, don't feel like his character, it don't feel like this is of God, but God will use your enemies to put you in place. Oh, yes, he will. <laughs> oh, yes, he will. God has a funny way that is past finding out. And I hear sometimes say, well, this don't make sense to you. Well, God's way is not your ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. As far as the heaven is beyond the earth, so is his. One of the greatest illustrations that God taught me about waiting on the promise was, was when Britt was three years old. Y'all heard this story before. But I'm going to say it again, because I I, he gave me some new detail about this. He was three years old. His birthday was like two weeks, three weeks away. And I said, I'm going to give you a birthday party. Every night, he would come into the room before he goes to bed. He would find me. He would look me in my eyes and say, Dad, thank you for my birthday party. <laughs> hold on, hold on. He wasn't reminding me. He was thanking me already. He was thanking me without seeing nothing. He didn't even know what two weeks was. All he knew was that his dad said from my words of my mouth that I was going to give him a birthday party and watch this. And that was enough. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got some questions in the house. When God says something, when God promises something, when you read it in God's word, is that enough? When you know the character of God, you know that he's sovereign. You know that God is loving. You know that God is faithful. Then, 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 then you ought to stand still and know that God's going to do. Can, 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 I, can I throw something at you? In my experience, in the process, it gets worse before it gets better. Ah, uh, shut your mouth, Tracy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can, can I go a step deeper? When Satan sees you waiting, he gets busy. Because the one thing he's trying to kill in you 
is your trust in God. See, 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 if you're really saved, I mean, if you're really in Jesus, I mean, if you're really covered by the blood, nobody can take you out of his hands. But Satan, sure enough, don't want you to grow. He wants you to stay where you are in your unbelief and trust in God in your journey of life. You know, Psalms 4610 says this. It, it says, be still and know. Yeah. And we say that all the time, but we use that in context. But, but most of the time, what he's saying is, stop your busyness. Stop your complaining. Stop trying to fix it yourself. Oh, shut up. Take your hands. Get out of my way. Steal yourself in who you know I am. How can I say this, Lord? Help me to say this where they can chew on it. Most of the time, our talk and our actions shows we don't trust him. Not in the waiting. See, see, we got a time limit. Lord, if you don't fix it by 6 o'clock Tuesday, Okay, he didn't do it Tuesday. Then I know. My fact, I'm gonna fast for half a day. In eternity past, God set your blessing in eternity future. Let me explain what that means. God is eternal, which means he's not going by your time schedule. He's bigger than that. He don't stand in time. God stands outside of time. And what God does, he gives us kairos moments where he steps in time. But since he made time, he is not conduced or controlled by time. Don't ever think that you're too old to, how can I say that? Every time I, I, I begin to think in myself, okay, it's almost over. God said, you haven't even begun yet. And I'm thinking, Lord, but you know how old I am. And God said, but you know I'm God, don't you? <laughs> Who told you it's over? Who told you God can't do something in your later years and make it better than your younger years? Who told you it's time to sit down and shut up? Who told you you can't do new things in your old age? Joel said, oh man, has dreams. You ought to still be dreaming. You ought to still be planning. And you could be 80 years old. You may be the new Moses. 
God is not going by the world standard. He has his own standard. And we need to get on board with what God is doing. He says, I, I'm in this thing to, to exalt myself in the nations. So, so what he says is sometimes I wait until it's impossible. I wait until till it don't seem likely. I wait until people don't understand. Why? Because I'm not trying to do the normal. I'm trying to do the impossible. If you just stand and wait on me, be still, get out my way, and start praising me. The weight that David uses in 14 is a Hebrew word, and it means uh, uh, to bind, to, to gather. There's an expectation. I believe that that bind means that, that you need to bind faith with thanksgiving, with your past experience, with knowing his character. And when you bind that together, it becomes a cord that keeps on pulling you forward. Have you ever wanted to quit, but God won't let you quit? Have you ever wanted to give up, but something kept on pulling you forward? <laughs> you know, no, God will make you do what you don't want to do. Because if you got faith, Faith makes you do what's right when you want to do wrong. God has too much invested in you for you to mess it up. Some of us has messed up our own destiny because we decided we knew better than God. Try to get ahead, or we wanted it our way. The greatest part of, 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 of getting God's best is when you surrender to Him. Most of us is too full of us. God can't trust us. But that cannot be honest with us. We can't trust us. what Tracy might do put me in the right situation I'm capable of doing anything I know that from my past I'm capable of murder I'm capable of whatever but put me in the right situation stuff that I don't even know was there with don't look at me with that tone of voice Put you in the situation. You're capable of what you... I thank God that his, that his common grace kept us. When we didn't know him, it wasn't you keeping you. It was his grace all the time, even before you knew him. Common grace 
is what keeps you from destroying yourself. Saving grace is what saves you in the nick of time. Psalms 135 and 6 says, Wait on the Lord at that same expectation, that same pull. I expectantly wait, and in his word do I hope. I am looking and waiting. Watch this. For the Lord. Watch this. Notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say for the promise. Because <laughs> when you wait for the promise, you're looking at the promise and not looking at God. Notice what David says, even in, 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 in Psalm 27, 14. He said, I, I, I'm expecting the Lord. Listen, not the promise. Whatever you make the promise bigger than God, then the promise becomes an idol. Come here, Abraham. I want you to take Isaac, your only son. I want you to take the son of promise, the son of inheritance. I want you to take him, and I want you to take him on top of the mountain, and I want you to crucify him. The Bible said that, that, that he got up the next moment, the morning, and he got up and he took his son with no sacrifice. Isaac said, Father, we got the wood, we, we got the knife, but, but where is the lamb? He said, the Lord will provide. You know what that was really all about? It was sacrificing Isaac in Abraham's heart. Because Isaac became bigger than God. So God had to crucify Isaac in Abraham's heart that Abraham would set his eyes back on the Lord and not on the promise. My question to you, what are you looking at? See, 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 if God is giving you something, instead of have property, instead of keep asking for it as if Brent would have came every night and said, I don't think you're gonna give me a party. I don't trust you. I don't see nothing yet. You still gonna give me a party? You know what? I don't know how big of a party he would have got. <laughs> Why? Because what he was saying is, Dad, I don't trust you. But you know what? He provoked it me. <laughs> Every night that he came and said, thank you for his party, the list got a little bit bigger. Away, bouncing, excited. I got more excited. I hate to tell you this, but we bought him so much stuff, and it was my fault. I was ashamed of how many toys he got. Matter of fact, that year we saved about half of it for Christmas. 
But wait a minute, don't look at me like that. He provoked me. He provoked me. I, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think that when you start thanking God and praising God without seeing anything, I think that when you begin to say, Lord, thank you. I thank you for the promise. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for preparing me. I thank that, that God just happens and says, look at my daughter, look at my son. They trust you, couldn't trust me like that? I told you last week that Job got double for his trouble. You know why he got double? Because the more he opened up his mouth, when Job said, naked, I came in the world. And naked, I said, I bless it. Be the name of the Lord. God said, look at my boy, look at my boy, look at My question to you is, are you provoking God in your situation by your praise, by your thing? What's coming out your mouth? I think our mouth and our actions determine what we're going to get. He says it to, if Jesus says it to those that heal all that, he said, let it be according to your faith. There's no question whether I got the power. There's no question whether I got the want to. The question is, do you trust me? We are in partnership with God. You are the planning of the Lord, as Isaiah 61 says. He said, I have planted you for my glory. Did you know that, that the purpose, overall purpose of our life is that it should glorify God? The chief end of you and I is that our life to glorify him. And if that is not your objective, then you're off course. If that's not how you're praying, then you're off course. If you don't recognize that the chief end of your life is not about you, then you're off course. He says, he said, he said, he's grant consolation and joy to those who mourn in Zion to give them an ornament that is a crown, a garland of then them, of beauty instead of as he said, I don't care how bad your past was. Give it to me and watch me bring beauty out of you. Some of us complain about our past too much. We allow the disappointment of our past to hinder our future. What happened to you can't stop what God want to do through you. I'm learning that everything that has happened in my past has prepared me for what God is doing through me, what he's going to do me. I can minister on different levels Based on I have lived different levels. You, you can't minister to nobody who's been hurt if you haven't been hurt. 
You, you, you can't talk to nobody about healing if you haven't been healed. God, God, God will heal you so you can walk somebody through their sickness. God will deliver you so you can walk somebody up through their deliverance. You, and if God hasn't done nothing for you that you can see, you know the trouble is, he has done it, we haven't recognized it. Just the fact you're still alive, God's been good to you. Just the fact you made it through what you made it through, God's been good to you. You got a story that only you can tell, but nobody but God. If somebody else would have went through what you went through, they would have lost their mind. I'm not ashamed of my past. I use my past in ministry so that they would know if God did it for me, he can do it for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, my brother and my sisters, we got this thing twisted. God wants to be able to use every hurt, every pain, every disappointment, but you got to give it to him. Forgetting and forgiving. Because once I turn it over to God, God said, I can use that. Give that to me. Watch me bring beauty out of your pain. Won't he do it? That's what he's talking about. He said, I will give you joy instead of mourning. We got some, how can I say this? Frowning, sour face. Christians. That's not how we're supposed to be. What that tells me is you haven't given it to the Lord. You haven't trusted him with it. Oh, when I think about what he delivered me from, you know, sometimes I get embarrassed. I go in this one store, and they say, hi, sunshine. I look around saying, they know we're talking about you. I said, why you call me that? They say, it's all over you. You know what? I don't see that. But you know what God did? He took someone that was so deep in darkness and he turned it around. But I gave it to him. He said, he said, those instead of heavy burden, fallen spirit, I said, that they may be oak trees. Right, right just me, I got a mark on you. Has God marked you? That when people see you coming, they see the presence of God? <laughs> that they're, 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 they're the anointing on you? That you're shining? Because it's not you. Listen, I ain't talking about fake stuff. I'm not talking about you trying to do it. I'm talking about God shining through your cracks. 
God, God specializes in cracked people. I'm all cracked up and proud of it. I said, the magnificent, the distinguished rightness of justice standing with God. He said, you are the planning. I mean, you are seed. God planted you right where you're at, right where you've been through, so that he can lift you up through it where people are wondering how he did it. There's no other explanation but that it was him. The worse the story, the more the glory. <laughs> oh, y'all didn't hear that. God, God specializes in taking the worst and lifting them higher. You know, for some of us, the devil did everything he could to stop you from getting where you are. And he's trying to try to stop you from getting where you're going. But you know what you need to do? You need to water the seed. Uh, somebody didn't hear that. You need to water the seed. You know how you water the seed? Lord, thank you for what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to, but I have made a commitment to go where you're taking me. I trust you. And then when negatives start coming, you dummy. Don't say that about yourself. I am the beloved of God. I am the called of God. He appointed me. He anointed me. He called me out of darkness into his marvelous life. He calls me his child. Is there anybody in here that knows you're a child of God? Is there anybody in here that knows that you're chosen? Is there anybody in here that knows that you're his beloved? You know what? I don't understand this. All of y'all should be standing. All y'all are. Because it's not based on you. It's based that you're in Christ. And because you're in Christ, he said, I chose you. I picked you. You're my beloved. I anointed you. I empowered you. See, when you begin to say what he says about you, stuff start falling off. Oh, somebody don't hear me. When you begin to believe what he said, I'm not talking about feeling it. Your feelings aren't saved. Your feelings is based of what happened to you in your past. But your blessing is based on what God is calling you to. Not because you deserve it, because God is just that good. Is there anybody that loves my Jesus? Is there anybody that know he is good? Listen, listen, you ought to keep praising him and thanking him so that the seed can be released. Uh, that, somebody didn't hear that. It happens in your spirit before it happens in the natural. When you trust him, based on what he has said, and know you don't see that yet, I said, Brent wasn't with me when we went to the store. To buy his stuff. Paul said, you buy too much. I don't care. I want this. I want that. I want this. 
I didn't care. You know why? He provoked me. Matter of fact, I had stuff hidden in a number of closets. He didn't see it. But every night, thank you, Daddy. Big smile for my birthday party. I said, I gotta go back to the store. I gotta go back to the store. I gotta go. I gotta go back. He provoked me. One night, as he was walking away, and I was grinning because I was beaming. He trusts me like this. God said, that's what I want from my children. That's how I want you and my children to react to the promises in my word. I want you to provoke me in your waiting. Just at my word. Know that I can't lie. Know that I'm good. Know that I'm faithful. Know that I, I, I know the end from the beginning, the end from the beginning, and the beginning from the end. Know who I am. Be still and know my character. No, based on what I have already done, I'm surely gonna do it in the future. I've already shown you enough. I've already told you enough. I've already blessed you enough. I've already saved you enough. What more do you need to believe me? Instead of complaining, instead of doubting, open up your mouth and praise me and thank me. Water. Water the seed that it may grow. Lord, forgive us. Lord, forgive us for not believing you, for not trusting you at your word. Ministers are here. If you need prayer, if you need someone to touch and agree with you, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, they will talk with you. Hallelujah. The 400 number, 5131. If you call it, a minister will call you back to pray with you. He will lead you how to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. When you move, he move. When you have an expectation, he move. I moved because a little child provoked me. I gave him more than enough because he provoked me. Job got double for his trouble because he provoked God with his faith. We are either moving God closer are he standing back because we have pushed him back? 
because we refuse in our stubbornness to let him be Lord in our lives. It's Jesus. It's Jesus who created you and made you and want to bring out of you what he made you for. And when you make it about his glory, oh, shucky, shucky, shucky now. He'll make it about you. Father, even now, hear us as we come up under your covering. Hear our cry. Hear our plead. Help us to trust you more. Help us to know you're up to something, that you're a God of purpose, you're a God of love, you're a God of intent, you're a God of mercy. You're so good. You love us so much. You are merciful and gracious in everything that you do. Lord, help us to see you, to see your character, and to put ourselves under your hand. Lord, touch everyone under the sound of my voice. Meet them where they are. Let them know, Father, that if they give it to you, oh, you are faithful to meet them where they are and take them where you want them to be. Help us to know we can trust you with it all. In the storm, we can trust you. With the pain, we can trust you. With our situation, we can trust you. Because you love us that much. Today, Lord, touch everyone that hears my voice. Lord, pour out, pour out, pour out. Let the rain fall. Let the rain fall. That you may get a, a, a produce, a fruitful vine in all of us. Lord, bless yourself. Lord, glorify yourself in us your children even now lord in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen love you we're praying for you see you next week